is an Odyssey original. This is a very special entertainment edition of KNX In-Depth. I'm Rob Archer. And I'm Charles Feldman. Luke Skywalker may be a fictional hero to many, but it's Mark Hamill and his wife who are the real-life heroes to many youngsters trying to get into and graduate from college. We will talk with both. Also, actor Tom Arnold will be with us. As a matter of fact, let's not say will, let's say is with us, because he's going to be hanging out in the studio as we talk to all our other guests today. And uh, he's going to talk about his latest project and what Alaska has to do with it. Mm-hmm. Also, we're going to be ending with singer-songwriter Jan Daly, who is from Southern California. She's getting a major honor, and we will tell you about that. But we start with Mark Hamill and his wife, Mary Lou. They are supporting USC's Neighborhood Academic Initiative that helps kids in areas near the school move on to college. Both of you, thank you much for taking the time to be with us. Thanks for having us. Mark, let me begin, and we'll get some of this out of the way, and then we'll move on, because I know you want to talk about USC, and so do do we. But do you have, I'm just curious, a kind of love-hate relationship at this point with your fictional character from Star Wars? Oh, no, no, not at all. I mean, it's it's really sort of defined my career, and I just see it as a positive. Everyone, everywhere you go, people feel like they know you. So it's all good. And, uh, you know, uh, I had closure and uh, I'm moving on. And one last Skywalker thing, and then we won't talk about Star Wars anymore. Uh, (laughs) I have to tell you that when we announced that Mark Hamill was going to be on the show today, my first wife and my third and current wife both had major crushes on you. And so I had to say, I have to say hi to Mark Hamill from both of those. So Ronnie and Jennifer say hello. And of course, I know you know who they were because you saw them sitting in the movie theater way back when. Hi, Ronnie and Jennifer. Thanks for your support. <laughs> All right. And, and and before we move on, uh, Tom Arnold, who, as we mentioned, is with us. He wants to say hi to you. So go hey. ahead. Hey, Mark, it's Tom Arnold. You know, hey, Tom. I, I love you so much. I love you on the Twitter. I oh, love, yeah. you, you're such a great guy. I was hoping to give you a hug, but uh, <laughs> I just want I just want to say, hey, and, and yeah. I really support the educational stuff, too. That's wonderful. I do follow you on Twitter and consider this a virtual hug. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> All right. Okay, so now let's get down to the the business that I know you and Mary Lou want to talk about. So tell us uh, and our listeners exactly what this initiative is that you are both so deeply involved in. Well, let me just say that my wife is the major advocate. She's the vice chairman on the NAI board of counselors. And of course, I support everything she does. But it's just such a heartwarming situation to be able to aid these uh, low-income students who have no chance of getting to college without NAI, without the uh, uh, NAI. It's a seven-year program, and as of today, there's been 1,501 students who have completed the program. And they, it's a seven-year program, so they start like in grade school, and they're required to go to school on Saturdays. In, in other words, it's, it's earned, uh, but it gives them a path to success. And I can't tell you how gratifying is to meet these families that are so grateful to have been able to complete the program and, you know, have a whole uh, life ahead of them that they wouldn't otherwise have. And your support of this brings a lot of power, I think, to it, because you're Mark Expletive Deleted Hamill, 
And when you say, I'm Mark, expletive deleted Hamill, uh, people start to listen to what you are going to do. So is this your way of maybe giving something to the future? And what do you think that contribution is going to wind up doing with all the, the kids that you're helping? Well, you always try and find ways to give back. I've been so lucky to be able to achieve, uh, you know, what I wanted to do. And uh, this is an opportunity to to uh, pass that on to others. Uh, they see that they have a, a path to success. And I'm telling you, they they earn it. It's not given to them like it as like some sort of prize. They really earn it. What do you think, Mary Lou? Well, also, I found that um, Kim Thomas Barrios, who runs the program, she's just an angel. And since she has taken over the program in 2000, there has not been one student not graduate high school from a school where the graduation rate is around 54%. It's not 98, 99, but 100% graduation rate and 99% actually go to college and 92% have graduated from USC. There's been several years where their school Foshe Learning Center is the number one feeder of any high school in the U.S. that uh, goes into USC. Um, they also found that the students, when they went to college, were having trouble adjusting. So now that they take their morning classes at USC on campus to become familiar with what it's like on a college campus, and then they go finish their classes the rest of the day at their high school. That's helped a lot and also a tremendous help having the parents involved. So Mary Lou, you obviously got involved in this because you you were at USC, right? Well, our daughter went there. Oh, okay. She's a USC alum. She has a double degree from USC. And I got involved as a parent and then have branched out to several different organizations. But this is the one that really holds my heart. It's just incredible. I've been involved for over 10 years. Because when you get together with these families, you see these parents with tears in their eyes. They're so proud of their son or daughter. And uh, again, it's 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 such a, a positive reinforcement that if you have the commitment, uh, you know, there's nothing that you can't achieve. You know, th this sounds like such a, a great idea. Uh, I'm wondering, is this happening in other parts of, of the country? Is this a very unique thing to USC? Because it's it sounds like something that should be available to students all over. Well, actually, uh, President Nakia spoke at Politico several years ago, and New York Times ran an article uh, about the program. And so people have contacted USC, and there's been a couple of models set up other places in the U.S. So it's something that um, should and can be done throughout the U.S., throughout the world, actually. Um, these kids have the potential. It's just that they're under-resourced. So we give them the resources to live their potential. There was one young student at um, our table at the gala this week, and he did his undergrad at Harvard, and he's now at Harvard Medical School. And it's just so inspiring that we see what these kids 
can and will do. And and Mark, I know you guys are very busy today. So before we uh, let you go, we want to talk about, you know, Mark, you, you are also known for just a voluminous amount of voice work that you've done in the world of animation. And you've brought life to so many characters and you've become quite famous for that as well. But you've got something uh, new in the works. You want to tell us about that? Well, actually, opening today is a movie called The Machine. Uh, it's based on the comedy of Burt Kreischer, and it's escapism at its finest. You can just forget all your troubles because it's a high-octane, uh, <laughs> I don't know even how to describe it. It's as it's, if a comedian wandered into a, uh, a Russian spy thriller. Uh, I'm in. in. A comedian with all the discipline and restraint of the Three Stooges. So it's <laughs> it's crazy fun. I play his disapproving father, and I, I hope uh, people have as much fun watching it as we did making it, because it was just a blast. There was a premiere last night, and uh, uh, people are really loving it. And, so and you're, if you get a chance, like, you like playing yeah. those kinds of roles, huh? Well, I haven't really played a thing like I did play Kyle Mooney's father, right. Grigsby Bear. Uh, so maybe I'm cornering the market on playing comedian's father. There you go. <laughs> in my senior years. All right. Uh, Mark Hamill and uh, wife Mary Lou, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. It was quite an honor to have you on the show. We do appreciate it. And, of course, we've got uh, something cool on the way, too. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to be talking with uh, Tom Arnold, who is with us in studio about a new project that he and his director are involved in. Or is it the director and his actor? Yeah. Which, what's the yeah. proper way of putting that? Yeah, we'll figure it out. By now, you probably know uh, actor Tom Arnold. He's been in so many TV shows and films over the years. He's got a new project along with director-writer Ron Carlson, who is also with us. It's called, and I want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right, Alaska Car. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, that's the name of my car dealership. Alaska. It's a play on Alaska. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay, and, and, and it, 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 it's debuting tomorrow at L.A. Live at the 33rd Annual Los Angeles IFS Film Festival. Both Tom and uh, Ron Carlson, as I mentioned, are with us. Now, both of you, thanks for taking the time to be with us. Well, it's an honor, and uh, uh, I am not going to take my shirt off. Uh, Thank you. It's <laughs> Thank for the you. best. <laughs> I was trying best. to get a thing started, and it's just not going to go. Well, when you're talking to the Hamels, you said, you, how many ex-wives do you have? <laughs> I, have I, I have two exes yeah. and one current. One current. Okay. Yeah. I, got, yeah. I have four ex-wives. There you wow. go. All right. He beats you. He beats you by yeah, one. I do. But so I'm, I got to catch older up. Than you. You're on your way, my friend. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. it seems like that, but we'll talk. I'm older than I look, yeah, believe same. it or not. So, so Tom and, yeah. and, and Ron, both of you, uh, what can you explain what a last car is? Yeah, it's actually... Um, it's a uh, it's about a car dealership, and it's about Tom's character. And Tom is more interested in being an actor. He's a thespian, so he's more interested in making these you know commercials, kind of like a Cal Worthington kind of a character, instead of uh, running his business. Mm -hmm. You and, know, I, when I moved here 35 years ago uh, to write the uh, Roseanne show, of course, there was immediately a writer's strike then, too. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I, I just was fascinated by people like Cal Worthington. On his, that you could just tell that dude. I'm sure he sold a lot of cars, too, but he loved making those commercials. And, you know, all the comedians would do impressions of Cal Worthington. And so I'm fascinated by those guys. My guy, by the way, I'm also fascinated with Earl Oral Hershiser hmm. is dancing in a car commercial. <laughs> I'm sure he was paid well for that. But <clears throat> I'm, I'm just this is a guy 
that uh, that loves making the commercials. Like that's his thing of life, uh, and he thinks he's a, a an actor, and he creates these commercials. He works with people. He's not paying attention to the business, though. The business is hurting. And so that's kind of the concept of the show. So it, 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 what is the format of this? Because it's premiering, we mentioned, uh, at the 33rd annual uh, LAIFS Film Festival. So is this a film? Is it a TV pilot? It, it's is an it, episodic. It? You know, so it's an episode. It's a 22-minute sitcom. Um, you know, if you were to watch it, you'd think you were watching a streaming sitcom. Um, and, it, and it's interesting because film festivals are now starting to, like, that's a new thing to accept episodic content you know so even sundance i think they accepted two or three episodes this year and so like what was a film 20 years ago this never would have happened with with so many networks and so many streaming services it's like this is now a viable way to like create content for you know new television i know i know that uh, hbo is doing uh, one of their shows they did it at a they did two episodes at a film festival so yeah it's it's kind of becoming the new model uh we are going to take a quick break here mm-hmm. and uh, get some business done but we are in studio with tom arnold and ron carlson talk about their new project called Alaska. Last car, which already sounds absolutely hilarious, and we'll have more coming up. And still ahead, we will talk with singer-songwriter Jan Daly, whose hits have topped the charts in the jazz world and beyond. She's getting a major reward. We are going to actually... We're not going to tell you all about it. She's going to let her do that. Yeah. She doesn't need us to tell her no. to tell anybody anything. Because we would suck that's at it, she, first of all. Yeah, well, that's why she's here. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, she'll do it. Uh, right now, we are back in the studio with Tom Arnold and Ron, Ron Carlson, letting them talk about their project, because we would suck at it. Uh, Alaskar having its world uh, premiere tomorrow at the Los Angeles IFS uh, Film Festival. Now, we were talking about uh, it's filmed in Alaska, right? Because uh, shows that are set in a place, and then they actually film it in that place, to me, in my mind, have a better vibe for that place rather than faking it, right? Yeah, we so is, w- did did that work into the decision to film it in Alaska? You wanted the vibe? You know, it was a two-parter. So we wanted the vibe because the look up there, literally in the winter, we shot it in January, and it was like minus 11 the whole time, but it's a warm minus 11. And uh, a you know, warm minus yeah, yeah, eleven, what's Charles. A war, what's a warm minus eleven? <laughs> no wind. Oh, uh, okay. Well, so. You know, but what's great about it is we filmed in January in Fairbanks, Alaska. First of all, I love Alaska. I love. I've spent a lot of time up there, and that there's only four hours of light. I think, <laughs> and so we didn't have to work hard. Like I like that part of it. Right. They're like, well, wait till you film in the summer here, and there's it's uh, light all the time. But it, it was great, and it was it was cold. You know, I grew up in Iowa, so I know cold. Yeah, it was cold, but and I had that big uh, rabbit suit on, uh, and it was padded. And I was I was still a little chilly, but a woman, uh, an actress, wore a bikini outside the whole time, just tough as nails. Man. Wow. It was yeah. She yeah. really like what, what, what part of Alaska were you in? Fairbanks. Fairbanks. We were in Fairbanks. Okay, in Fairbanks. All right. And so yeah, the, and and the the other reason is you know there's a like for me to go to a dealership here in town and say hey I want to shoot in your dealership for a week that's just not going to happen they're not going to close it down and they're not going to let us in there and up there we got the location for free Fairbanks Nissan big props and uh, <laughs> they literally kept their dealership open and we shot our whole TV show for the entire week while they were open they sold eight cars that week and how different are 
cars that you buy in Alaska? Are they specially prepared to handle cold weather? What do they do? They do. Uh, I, let me say one thing yeah. I learned. <laughs> I was looking at the prices at that uh, place. I'm like, I got to buy, I got to get a car here. And uh, I said, hey, that, will you just ship it down to California? That way I don't have to pay taxes. He's like, no, you still have to pay the taxes. I was like, okay, okay, forget it. <laughs> yeah, no, but the the cars there, you, they, they come with like a, uh, an, a plug, like an outlet, so you can plug them in right. because the temperature gets so cold. That, you know, to the, keep them warm? Yeah, to keep them oh. warm overnight. I, I'm curious because you, you said, uh, Ron, that you shot the uh, the pilot, right? Yes. Uh, but if you get a go, uh, how is the – I mean, the writer's strike is going to screw stuff up, won't it? Right. So, like, we're on a permanent hiatus right now until this is resolved. But um, ideally, if it gets picked up, um, yeah, we would go back to Fairbanks. And my goal would be that we'd shoot, you know – Four in the winter and then four in the summer to give both seasons, you know. And and Tom, did you do? Because we were talking about how you love those car commercials. Are car commercials part of this show? Yes. In fact, the first uh, episode is about making of, you know, me not wanting to deal with the financial reality that nobody's <laughs> buying cars, but still thinking I could do this out of the hole by making a commercial. And uh, there's a lot of great, funny people in there. Uh, Lucy uh, 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 DeVito. DeVito's, Lucy DeVito's in there. Yeah, she's just great. And I have to say, Lucy's dad, she gets asked about her dad, Daddy. But I worked with her mom, and I learned a very valuable lesson from working with Rhea, Rhea Perlman. I was late one day to the set. This is back in the Mm mid-90s. I was doing a movie called uh, Carpool. And she came up to me and said, don't ever do that again. Like, I was a star. You don't talk to a star because uh, you're making me late to see my kids. And, you know, I wasn't a father then, but I am now. And I completely, first of all, I respected her for chewing me out. But but I completely get that. So I try to be conscientious, whatever I do. Because, like, when I leave here, I was listening to your traffic guy. I got to drive to Brentwood to pick up my kids. Like, everything's on, like, a time crunch. So, yeah, I her mom and her dad are wonderful. And Lucy's hilarious. She's so good. She plays a character named Sasquatch. Um, Sasquatch. Who, okay. Sasquatch. And All she's right. got a mustache throughout the whole show and hairy <laughs> armpit. She's, you know, a woman that embraces <laughs> the extra. Wow, that hair. is bringing back a lot of memories of uh, yeah. going home for Christmas. For some yeah, yeah. A couple of ex-wives. Don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom, you're, you're also in, uh, what, one episode of uh, a Netflix FUBAR, right? yeah, FUBAR, which is the uh, show. Yeah. Arnold show, because you're, you're pals with, with the uh, former governor. I am pals with the with former governor. You know, it's funny because we did a, a movie called True Lies back in 1994, and but what I, what I learned from hanging out with him, and by the way, that movie's a lot like our relationship in real life, our relationship in that movie, and but what I learned from hanging out with him is, you know, if you're lucky, you've got to be a service. You heard the Hamels talking about what they're doing. And so every year we give out 10,000 gifts down at the Hollenbeck uh, Youth Center at the police station down there. And uh, and we do 5,000 turkeys. And there's a lot of different things. The after-school all-stars with Arnold's big charity. And, and we, we do a lot of that together. So it's like we're working together all the time. And he's a great guy. My son is 10. He has a poster of Arnold posing in his. <laughs> Uh, bedroom, not Tom Arnold. <laughs> Arnold. Not, not Tom Arnold. No, wrong, wrong Arnold. Yeah. Was it fun doing that that show with him? Yeah, it was very fun. And you know, when I first read that he was doing this Netflix show, 
I, I called him up. I go, dude, it, I read it's like true lies. How do you do that without Tom Arnold? He's like, don't worry. I got you covered. That's <laughs> and so it was great fun, and, and they have a great cast, and, and Arnold was having so much fun. It's a lot of work. It's like a lot of action and, and stuff. And it's, it's Arnold and his daughter. In true lies, it was Arnold and his wife. In this one, he's divorced, and it's all about him and his daughter, who's right. a spy. He doesn't know it. And uh, Monica Barbeau, she is so good. If she wasn't great, the show wouldn't work. But they're also so good together. And, you know, I've seen Arnold with his real-life daughters. It's, it's very similar. And it's great. We, we had, uh, Robert, as Rob knows, we had yeah. uh, uh, Van Winkle, right? Oh, he's so, he, yeah, he was with us yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he's a great dude. You know, his mom, uh, I've had a long time thing with his mom. We'll talk about that. Yeah, what is happening? Hello. Let's clear the deck for some yeah, more time a, here. A long She's time thing. Beautiful. Let me just say about the 10, 12, 30 years ago, I did a movie with uh, uh, Mr. Van Winkle. And yes. when I first got to set up there, he goes, Hey, remember when we did that movie? I go, I don't remember that movie. It's called His Last Call. I go, I kind of do remember that movie. You were in it? He goes, Yeah. And you made a, a, a card for my mom, and we took pictures and we sent it to her. And uh, it really was touching. And it's still up at our house. I go, that's Aww. amazing. Let's do that again. And then I met her at the premiere the other night. Just beautiful, beautiful woman. Uh, she's still married to his dad, unfortunately. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that guy is very sharp at the show, too. Travis. All right, uh, Tom, uh, before we let you go, yeah. we had Mark Hamill on at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you well known for, of course, uh, Luke Skywalker, Star Wars. So, uh, and we checked with you. We said, as far as you know... You've never been in a Star Wars movie. If you were asked to be in a Star Wars movie, what role would you want to play? Well, whatever. I would do any role in a Star Wars movie. I'd also do a, a, a car commercial. Like, I need a... Again, I have four ex-wives. I'm a single dad with a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. I have to work forever. So I'm actually looking forward to next year when I turn 65 to get my uh, Social Security, etc. Like, people people were like, you, are you afraid of getting older? I was like, no, I've been bra- I can't wait. Yeah, but uh, I I would do any Star Wars character. You know, it's funny. My kids know the new Star Wars. Right. Yeah, of course. And I go back to Mark and uh, the originals. Yeah. Sure. By the the way, uh, uh, Tom, you and Ron, you're going to hang out with us, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they're going to stay with us uh, because when we come back, we're going to have we're going to be joined by Jan Daly, who uh, has a big award coming up for uh, for her uh, this weekend. I believe it is in Washington. Uh, And a singer songwriter. She's got a, a rich Hollywood history, uh, and maybe she's rich too. I don't know. We'll find out. She's had a rich Hollywood history. We're going to dig in deep. You're listening to a special entertainment edition of KNX In-Depth with Rob Archer. I'm Charles Feldman. Singer, songwriter, and actress Jan Daly has been around show business for decades. She's originally from Inglewood and was crowned Miss California before working with entertainment legend Bob Hope on USO tours in Vietnam. Yeah, Jan's work in the music world is being honored as she's being inducted into the Women Songwriters Hall of Fame. Jan is with us now, along with uh, Tom and Ron. They, they've uh, decided to hang around with us. So welcome to the party, everybody. Well, thank you. Thank and you. Uh, to uh, Mark Jan's induction, her original hit, The Way of a Woman, which was co-produced by Stevie Wonder, is the official single of this year's Women's Songwriters Hall of Fame. Tell us about the award, first of all. You know, it's always good to get a phone call out of the blue January of 20, a brand new year, 2023, and say, we would love to honor you. I, You know, you never know in this business where it comes from, but I think I have a, a large body of work. And, um, you know, I was just 
kind of rediscovered. I had a big career in my 20s and 30s, um, did a, a, an album and ended up uh, walking away from the music industry for like 20 years. Wow. Why, why, did, you, uh, why did you walk away? Um, I had cancer at 23. Wow. I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but I am. Okay. And I was never supposed to have children. And so when I had my miracle baby, um, she was two when I was doing this album and I was going back and forth to Nashville. Not that it was a country, you know, album, but um, we had a family reunion and she walked right past me and didn't know me. And I went, that's it. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not, um, I, I just can't promote this album. I can't do this. I can't tour I can, you know, do my acting and do my commercials and write songs. And so I took off that year, you know, 20 years. And when I came back into the business, I, I, when my daughter went to college, I said, yeah, I know what I want to do. But when I came back into the business, it was so different. It had changed so much that I didn't know where I fit in. And I was only like maybe five years later that someone found my music at and through the Grammy organization, and said, where have you been? And I said, well, I've been a mommy. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, that led me to um, a record promoter and producer, Michael uh, B. Sutton, and he was the one that helped me put together this album that became a uh, number one jazz, traditional jazz album on Billboard. And so that kind of started this Mm -hmm. whole surge of everything. And that's that's really got to uh, inform what's in your voice, all the things that you've gone through. Do you feel that all those years uh, come out through what you're singing? Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I I'm kind of on a roll where people are starting to realize that you know your age is a number, and you're it's never too late, and you're never too old or young to fulfill your dreams. And never would I ever think at this age I would be singing and having, an, you know, on the charts with Lady Gaga mm. and Taylor Swift, crazy as it is. But I think everything you go through, there's a reason, and it's inside you, you know. It, it comes out through your music, mm. through your acting, through whatever you're doing, you know. You, you become a better individual, I think. You know, Tom, you were you yeah. were saying before about uh, you were joking about turning sixty five, yeah. but but I, I got the sense as you were listening to to Jan that a lot of what she was saying uh, resonates well, with you. Well, the kid, uh, her child, they you know, I'm a single dad with a ten year old and seven year old, <gasps> and they're miracles that I got. Yeah, you know, I'm very blessed, and I I think the same thing, and uh, I have so much in common with. Are you single? Uh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> because we have so much in common. First of all, we're in a business where one phone call. The next phone call could be changed. The reason yeah. you're, uh, after listening to your, you have an amazing voice. I know it, you're, uh-huh. you're like, well, you never know. No, Thank no, you. you have an incredible, incredible. That doesn't always work out as you get, you know, Older. 50. And, and uh, uh, But it's incredible. And I'm just, you know, I'm very impressed. It's very I, touching. Do, I, do you do anything specially to keep your voice? Absolutely. And, and you know, during the pandemic, I just kind of, I actually was, I'm writing a, a a book, a movie, a mini series, you know, a limited series, I don't know, but it's, um, and that can lead you into Memorial Day, but 
Um, I, I, I've, n- I never knew my father. Mm-hmm. He was shot down. He was a pilot in World War II. Mm-hmm. He was shot down after the war picking up POWs, and I never mm-hmm. got to meet him. So this has been like a void in my life that I needed to find out more about him. And um, I found two boxes uh, when my mom and stepdad had passed that, you know, I, when you only know one parent, you only know, mm-hmm. where did I get all this, you know, ham mm-hmm. and this whole thing? And the first picture I pulled out of this box was my dad standing like, yeah. and I went, oh, my God, there's me, <laughs> you know. And so, and, and reading letters, and he told my grandmother that I was going to be a superstar, and I'm like, I never knew this, mm-hmm. and I'm finding out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like 10 years ago. And so I was writing on that, so I didn't really practice. I was writing every day, and it was just so cathartic because I was learning things about myself and about him and about my parents' relationship. And so, man, I have been trying to practice at least three three hours a day just to get my voice back mm-hmm. in shape. It's just like a runner. If you stop running, yeah. you know, those muscles just kind of shrink, and, and, and you need to keep the vocal muscle going. A lot go. of women say, I'm like a father figure. I'm, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, I am a So you don't have to work on that. But I'll, you know, whatever you need, yeah. And, yeah. All right. I never had a mother, so this relationship oh. is going to succeed. Oh, very much right. so. <laughs> it's a love match. It is. Actually, let me ask you, Ron. You're a director. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jan's story um, is... You know, clearly, uh, she has a lot, had a lot of pain in her life, and mm-hmm. you can hear that in, in her voice when she talks about it. And also, it does come through, as, as Rob pointed out, in your singing. You can feel that emotion. But she also has a life that really epitomizes great triumph, I think. Mm-hmm. I, isn't that a, a really great story? Yeah, I think she's got an incredible story. And, and to be able to take somebody who's got... Uh, an incredibly promising career at such a young age and then decides to step away for, you know, motherhood mm-hmm. and and obviously the illness of cancer and then, you know, to work through that and then say, hey, I, I want to come back. And there's two things about that that, you know, will the industry let you back? You know, that's, that's like you never know. And um, so to see that the industry has embraced her and the fact that she's put forth the effort to, like, make that all happen and then now to see the success it's really you um, got to put that moment where her two-year-old daughter doesn't recognize her in the movie because that's what would be the heartbreaker yeah that's and then heartbreaker. people go okay i get it wow i get this everything about this well what she's doing and then to see her come back and look it's so good right next to me here uh with her beautiful <laughs> voice and her beautiful everything for real like that's what i want to i want to see that I'm seeing it because I'm sitting next to you, which Tom, is great. Tom, are you, are, you. You, are you looking for a date? Well, yeah, I don't. It's working on it. I haven't <laughs> had a date in six years. I just want to say Tom, Let me tell you. Wait, 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 you got kids. You don't in the studio right now, Tom Arnold is the hardest working person. Because yes. <laughs> he's working really hard right now. Let's, right. Make, let's make it official. Tom, Jan, Jan, Tom. Hi, how are you? Very nice, <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, Jan, I wanted to ask you, because we talked a little bit about uh, you know some of your past and how you came up. And, and you worked with uh, Bob Hope. <laughs> And, you know, Bob Hope is one of those figures that just looms large over the world of comedy. He's got such a such a stature uh, in that world as one of the forefathers of, you know, modern television comedy. What was it like working with him? 
You know, I worked with him on a series that I was in in the very beginning, and I they were roasting all the legends. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what that? And um, I was there doing my one song, and then I would do patter with them and so forth. And I was I was sitting next to him on the dais, and I'm like, and I'm like twenty four or something, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not, no, about twenty two. And I'm just like in awe, and I'm like smiling. That's all I could do. I was like tongue-tied. But um, I forgot the question. What was the question? <laughs> what was it like working with uh, Bob oh, Well, you know, everyone has grown up with his Christmas shows, or at least mm-hmm. we did. And um, it was always a dream of mine. But uh, when I sang a title song to a movie, then that put me up a level that was nominated for Academy mm-hmm. Award that put me on a level that he was considering me. Mm-hmm. He had met me before, so he just wanted to have me audition. And I think I reminded him of Dolores, her voice, because I have mm-hmm. a lower She's voice. Good. She's right. Good. And But working with him, I mean, it was great. At 2 a.m., we'd be flying somewhere in Southeast Asia, and we'd be playing gin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jim Neighbors was... I, I knew him before the good uh, voice. That guy too. Before the, the, yeah, before Goma, before the Gomer before pile Goma thing. Pile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did know him then, um, and so we just had a great time. He was he was very pensive a lot of times, mm-hmm. and um, and he, you know we were upset about Jane Fonda and coming over to mm-hmm. Vietnam when we were there, and there was like twenty five guys there. They were just curious, mm-hmm. but it made them look like there was hundreds of yeah. guys, and and there weren't. And he, that upset him, you know. We weren't there. We weren't saying this, yeah, 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 this is great mm-hmm. war. No, no, no. We were there to help the guys get through those days, just having an hour of, of so, yeah. so I, uh, I, I Let me my Bob Hope. First of all, I love Jade Fonda. Uh, she is single, too. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about it. Uh, I am here in this business because of Bob Hope. When I was young, we had, I had a single dad, and the only time we ever heard him really laugh downstairs was when there, there was a Bob Hope special. And people, young people don't realize how big those specials are, like you, the ones you did. And, and I said, whatever it is, Bob Hope does, I'm going to do that because I want my dad to laugh like that. And one of the first things I did in the town in 88 or whatever was a Bob Hope special. And Bob called my dad. He signed all this stuff for him. And uh, and I remember thinking, okay, now what? That is everything. And, uh, you know, I also got involved with the USO because of Bob Hope and and got to know him personally and he just loved as you know performing Absolutely. and to keep going and this was in his older uh, days if I called him and said hey would you come down and do a one minute thing on the Roseanne show he'd be like yeah I'm golfing but I'll come over there <laughs> I and, believe and he, it you know so he was a guy that sure loved show business and sure influenced a lot of people Absolutely Jan, and, can, can, I, can I ask you I'm going to ask you a crude question about, about the USO thing No I wasn't his girlfriend No 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 <laughs> no, 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 no no That'd be cool that. but, 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 <laughs> but uh, but I remember watching them, and now so here you are, and and you're you know you're entertaining you know thousands of of let's mm-hmm. face it you know frankly horny guys. Oh yeah, they are. Well yeah, uh, and you come out to sing, and you were then, and you are now a very beautiful woman. I I mean, did that kind of resonate with you that that's your audience at that time? You know, when I went over there and I began to in in the show, I would sing to one GI right, and I would. I, I forgot that they would be my age, like very young. Uh, well, maybe right. I was 21. Um, it's been so long ago. But mm-hmm. um, I, it, they were vulnerable, and it was a different time. And I look at it then, and, and the guys were just, just lapping it up, and they were having so much fun just to s- see girls. 
for one thing, mm-hmm. and girls from home. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we brought to them, home, mm-hmm. and while they were there. All right. Well, it has been a very special uh, entertainment edition. Oh, time's of, over. It's of, up. It is. It is over. And can I we, have can to. Can we spend another a couple hours? I have to be the bad guy. I just want to say, uh, Tom. <laughs> I have a lot more stories. Uh, yeah. Tom and Ron, uh, if Alaskar uh, yeah. takes off, yeah, uh, you're going to put Jan in the show, right? 100%. Oh, I would. <laughs> oh my God, she's got to sing the car commercial, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So I feel like I have helped create a bit of what will become future history, and that's going to do it for KNX in depth. Uh, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, please, please, wherever you travel, or especially if you drive, be careful. We'll be back Tuesday at 1 p.m. And thank you all.